Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. To save his life, call his wife and nothing to save. Good morning. Get up. Let's go on this Thursday morning. We're almost there. We have almost made it. I know my day only has another hour to it, and you're just getting started. I get it, but it's the beginning of Thursday. Let's go. Tomorrow's Friday, and then we've made it to the weekend. And we got big football games. Super wildcard weekend. And again, I'm, I, I made this whole thing on Saturday, looking forward to the games, and now i got to figure something out because they don't have Peacock. So I'm right there with you. My ass is in the jackpot right with you. For all you people who don't want to go out and get jack, uh, to get uh, Peacock, I don't have an option. I'm going to have to go somewhere else. But looking forward to the games. Should be good. 877-337-6666. 66. Baseball is the other major topic of the day as uh, we talked about David Stearns and his comments about, you know, a little pat, a little patronizing, a little, little, oh, it's okay. I'm glad you guys all want us to do some. I mean, we're not going to do it, but I'm glad you, we should. You guys should want us. You know why you should? Because, you know, our, our owner does have the most money. Yeah. So I, I, I refer to him as a comment a lot of Yankee haters will call Brian Cashman. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And Stearns is starting to come off that way. And I don't know if he is yet. He might be. He might be the smartest guy in the room. This might all be, uh, you know, the beginning of the greatest tenure in, in Mets history, for all we know. But what I do know is this team this year doesn't have enough to compete. And the idea that they have a budget that they've almost reached and that they're looking pretty much, now. Nah, they don't need a DH, they don't need anybody else in this lineup. Bader's going to be your starting center fielder. Yeah, I mean, Nimmo might play some center and left. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You have nobody else. You have three outfielders. Bader's your starting center fielder. Nimmo's your starting left fielder. Sure, you might work it around if, if Bader sucks, which is plausible, or Bader's injured, which is plausible. But do they do not go get a DH. It doesn't sound like they're in the market for one. They might still, you know, mess around in the bullpen area. Great. And he might be the smartest man in the room, but he's also got the richest man in the room with him. Why don't you guys get together and see what you can accomplish? Because the Dodgers don't seem to pick one or the other. Spend or develop. You can do both. You can do both. Montgomery should be a target for the Mets. Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, Soler should all be targets for the Mets. And the fact that they're not makes me think that this GM wants to come here and build his team. Build his team. And start a process anew with him, the smartest man in the room. And it might work out. It might be the best thing that could happen for the Mets three years down the line. But when you are the richest team in baseball, when your owner has more money than anyone else, you should never punt on the season the way they are. And the story with the Yankees is, should they get Marcus Stroman? Are they in the market for Stroman? Is that good enough? What do you think about him? Oh my! The comments he made about the Yankees, all of it's hogwash. Don't believe any. I don't care about anything other than is he good enough to be a Yankee. 
And the question for that, the answer for that is yes, but he's not the guy. To me, I need better than Stroman. I am still looking at the top of the trade market in Bieber and Burns. I'm still looking at the top of the free agency market in, uh, obviously, Montgomery and Snell. That's who I'm looking for. Cease is another one in the trade market. Those are legitimate number twos. That's what I'm looking for. Stroman is not. But am I am I driving myself crazy because he said some comments about Brian Cashman or he blocks Yankee fans? I mean, part of me is a little worried he's thin-skinned and that can be an issue. And we've seen that be an issue for certain players. But the idea Yankee fans won't accept him. Yankee fans, I- I'll be honest with you. I love you. I'm one of you. Get over yourself. The minute the man puts on a Yankee uniform, we... He's your guy. That's how it works. That's how it works. And you shouldn't be waiting for his demise. We should be hoping for his success. But ultimately, I don't want him here because he's not a good enough pitcher. He's finished the last two years uh, with injuries. He's only thrown 130 innings or so the last two years. He's an excellent three or four, but I'm looking for better. And until I know the Yankees aren't going to do better, I expect more from them. And does this make them look desperate? I hope so. That's a, th- a word thrown around here that, they, oh, it's a desperate move if they go sign him. The Yankees should be desperate to get a starting pitcher. They need one. This season is different than the Mets. Whatever you may think about the Mets, and I certainly don't think they've done enough, I, I can't tell you this season's a, a make or break, have to win a World Series championship for the for the Mets. It's just not. But for the Yankees, when you trade for Juan Soto, you have to go out there and bolster this rotation that is still filled with question marks. Rodon, major question mark. Nesta Cortez off the injury, question mark. Clark Schmidt, question mark. Uh, The fifth man in the rotation, question mark. They need to go out there and make sure 24 is a year that they are loaded and, and, and not only a team that can be in it, which I think they've already, I think a playoff team, I think they're probably already there. One of the favorites in the American League, They are missing a starting pitcher at the bare minimum. Go out there and get it. So they should be desperate. They should be. But they should be desperate for a little bit better than a solid number three starter, which is what he is, and someone who, yes, has pissed off the fan base, uh, you know, has had his issues with every team he's been a part of, including the Mets, you know, uh, a a couple years ago. He's, He's quick to get himself in every single conversation and social media. He's quick to block people. He's quick to, you know, all. I get all of it. I don't care what he said about the Yankees. I don't care what he said about Brian Cashman. I don't care how many Yankee fans he's blocked. We've hated players before that have come to the Yankees. You didn't hate Roger Clemens when he was plunking Derek Jeter? I wasn't a big fan. You grow to love him. And he throws a bat at Piazza and he lives forever. Eric and Ronkonkoma, what's up, Eric? Yeah, how you doing, C-Mac? Good morning. Good morning you know, to you, sir. I, I never thought I'd turn it on and hear a reference to "Oh God, You Devil," the movie. Yes, never. <laughs> I, Brad, that's the kind of entertainment I bring. Uh, I mean, that's the, the 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 first one was such a classic that uh, it's a shame they made that one. Yes, it's the terrible. "Oh God, You Devil" one. <laughs> it is terrible. The only one, <laughs> only one I saw in the theater. But yeah, but, uh, uh, but yeah, the, the original was with John Denver, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, but the fir- you know, first two were really good. Um, but before I get to the Jets thing real quick, you know, it's a shame with, with, with what he's just talking about with the Mets, because, 
you know, the the one thing that uh, a lot of people were looking forward to with the Mets, with the introduction of the DH into, in, you know, yep. all throughout baseball, yep. was that it was supposed to benefit the Mets. Yep. Because they, you know, they, they figured, you know, if Dom Smith was going to be there, he could have been the DH or the first baseman and, and Alonzo be the other one, you know, yep. however it worked out. And, and, and three years now into it, the DH position is basically a disaster for the Mets. Who would have figured? I know. No, I mean, there was a couple. There was uh, at twenty twenty before he left. There was Cespedes, who you thought could be the DH. Uh, right. Robinson Cano before you know they cut him, and like there was a there was a handful of guys who might have fit that role for them. And yeah, it's been an absolute disaster. And I'm sorry. I explain to me, and this was my question for the Met fan all morning long. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Call me and tell me how giving a short-term contract to J.D. Martinez hinders the plan. How does, give, how does it stop you from building the organization up? How does, how does Montgomery, uh, it, 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 if you're it, telling me Montgomery doesn't fit your timeline, well, what kind of timeline are you talking about? Yeah. The guy's 30 right. years old. I mean, he's, he's just figured it out. I, I don't think his arm is, is overly taxed. Like, he's ready to go. If he's not part, if he, if he, why isn't, like I've said this, Montgomery and a DH should absolutely be out, should be a major target for the Mets. I don't understand why not. Montgomery should fit your timeline. Otherwise, good luck, Mets fans, and not winning for the next three or four years. And a DH, these moves don't hurt you. It's money. It's money. Yeah, I was saying I wanted Montgomery from day one. Yeah. The, How is he not the in there? I said that. I said okay, you don't get him. I, I, fine. He wants to go back to Texas. Okay, you don't want to overpay to get him. Fine. How are they not? in any sort of connection to him whatsoever. And now who knows? Yeah, it's, it's, in two weeks they might it, sign him, and, and I'm, I'll be thrilled about it. They should be in the market for Montgomery. Yeah, they it, should it be in the be market for DH. I mean, There's no question. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the only the only way it doesn't fit into their plans is if they, they don't want it to fit into the plans. So. But, uh, you know, that, that's for later down the road. Yeah. But look, as far as, as far as the Jets, look, uh, all I can say is this. I mean, because, you know, I – uh, clearly, I'm not happy with with the way everything went down. You know, obviously this past season and everything, and and everyone coming back just like you know, basically pretending the season didn't exist. You know, is what is the way they're going to look at it. Yep. But I'll tell you one thing: they better, better take into consideration the fact that something could go wrong. Not will could go oh, wrong. Oh, 100. And bolster bolster the team so that it it can survive. Right. You know. Uh, if something does happen, because they clearly, you know, the, I mean, even Roger said, oh, well, the game, the, you know, the, the game plan was for me to be there. Yes. Well, if you're not there, you're telling me that the, that none of the coaching staff is is equipped to make, you know, to, to handle the situation. Not, then, not, then if that's the case, not I want the, someone different in there. Yeah. Well, not, so. well, not with the, not with the, the plan B they had, not with Zach Wilson. When, when we say, when I joke that you pretend the season never happened, there's one thing you need to remember is you had a, they did have a season to see the flaws. Like you now have to adjust to what you saw. I think you go with the same game plan, but now you have a year of watching what happened and knowing, okay, I don't think, you know, I don't I don't trust the offensive line. I don't I don't I don't I don't trust I like I need to improve that. I need to improve both tackles. Makai Becton is no longer a part of this team. I got to make sure I get a, two tackles here. I, I got to make sure. Now, I thought Zach Wilson could be the guy. He's clearly not. I need to make sure I have a competent backup quarterback. I don't care how much it costs. 
I don't care what this team is looking like financially and what they have to do. You need to pay a legitimate backup quarterback to be the guy. You need to get another offensive weapon because Lazard's not the answer. Like you've you've answered a couple of questions watching this team this year. So yes, I've as far as Douglas's job, as far as Salah's job, as far as Hackett's job, and as far as going back to Rodgers as the QB, I I pretend the season never happened. But I do have the information that I just witnessed, and I know. Okay, I don't trust Mackay Becton. I don't trust Lazard. I don't trust not having a legitimate a veteran backup who I know can step in and win football games. Like they should absolutely be going out there and and making sure they get a legitimate backup quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Like Gardner Minshew, legitimate backup quarterback. That's what there's. You have to do that bare minimum. But running it back, it still makes sense to me, and it goes back to the Wilson, Garrett Wilson's comments that Aaron Rodgers is an offense into himself. Like, he is the offense. He changes everything. They believe that. I believe it to be true, but even if it's not necessarily true, they believe it, which will help everything. Like, they they believe the offensive line, the position he'll be able to put them in, the idea he'll understand where the free man's coming, move it around, move the, the, the running back from his left side to his right side, audible out, change the play, get rid of the ball quickly. He impacts the way the offensive line plays. He impacts everything. And that's why it's so important that it's his offense. Because he can't he he has to be immersed in it. He has to know it backwards and forwards. Hackett has to be here. If you're keeping Rodgers, Hackett has to be here. And if Hackett's going to be here, how do you bring in another head coach? Certainly not one not one of the great ones here, not Vrabel. You're not going to bring in Vrabel and tell him he's got to keep Hackett. I mean, I'll guess I would make that call and see how he feels about it, but he's not going to do that. Maureen Belmore, tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. So 201 wins and 29 losses, Nick Saban. Yep. Can you imagine that? No, it's yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's if not the greatest, he's certainly in the, the, the handful of greatest college coaches of all time. Probably, probably the greatest. I think the whole portal change, the whole thing. No doubt. Game, he there, is leaving because of this whole thing. Oh. There is no doubt. I said it when I talked about it earlier. The I, I was surprised that the you know when it happened, I was like, oh man! I but the yeah. idea that we didn't see this coming on some level, he's done nothing but bitch and complain for a year yeah. about the portal, about the NIL, about uh, about yeah. the changing landscape of college football. I I don't think yeah. he likes where it's going, and I think he's had enough. He's won enough, and he's not sure about the the un you know the un he's this new footing inside college football and he has no desire to stick around and maybe not be as successful at this new era and suddenly had yeah. the last 5 years of his career not being in the tournament or not being as as good as they've been over the last handful of years i think without question it is not that i don't think it's he's tired i don't think it's he's no longer has a passion for coaching i don't think it's he wants to go sit on a beach somewhere i think it's he hates where college football is going yeah. and it rather just duck out yeah and 72 years old he built a sick house in jacksonville so he's ready but you're right well yeah i, I mean listen of course he wouldn't be doing yeah, this I if he was 55 i understand that yeah. he's he's at the age but i'm saying if if nothing had changed Agreed. i don't think he would have left necessarily i don't think yeah, it's i then, don't think it's just to go sit in that house in jacksonville and do nothing i think it's yeah. because he's he doesn't he doesn't want to coach in this new era of college football 
And I love what Dion said. Dion was really like, listen, we lost the GOAT because of the way the game is. We all should look in the mirror. Now, he's one of the reasons why the game is the, the way it is. So yeah. It almost contradicts what he says. But I always thought that Dion would be the next coach of Alabama. I don't see it because of all the No, losses. well, I mean, listen, there's reports, if you believe a local newscaster in uh, – Local. In, in or- yeah, some, some local newscaster in Oregon. Uh, is, is reporting that Dan Lanning, the uh, head coach of Oregon, is already in Tuscaloosa. So wow. okay, one one other thing, but well, I, don't, I don't know that to be true. But that's a name that everybody, like any article I've read over the last you know twelve hours, uh, that's one of the names on top of the list of everybody's list. Uh, so that that sounds like a plausible uh, name, certainly. But I don't know if he's in Tuscaloosa right now, but. That's a, that's one report from one local newscaster, but he's a name that I would watch. I don't know if it would be uh, if it would be uh, prime just yet. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, last but not least, this whole Met debacle. As a Yankee fan watching this is funny. I love the way the Met fans at that station continue to move the line. You remember Bugs Bunny? Don't cross this line. Yeah. If we don't get Yamamoto, I'm leaving. I'm I'm done with this team. They didn't get Yamamoto. If we don't, well, get they Soto, tried. I'm, you know, yeah. And it's just hilarious how every time they say, "Oh, we're going to be okay." Oh, we. I think this is the the mirror and say, "We're not going to be okay." I think this is the first time. Yeah, I think this is the first time, though, Maury, that the Met fan is really the majority of the Met fan is really starting to come to the realization that this offseason sucks. And I mean, like, I think they were all hopeful on doing something. The idea they're not going to do anything now. The idea they're not going to bring a bat. Really, I mean, I know they brought Bader. They just introduced, but I mean to. We've seen Bader as a starting outfielder. We just saw it. Yeah. We, I mean, we've seen so, it in St. Louis. Uh, I, I don't like he's he's. I like Bader personally. I do. And when he's when he's playing well, he actually does bring an energy and an like a kind of a, a uh, an aura around him where he up he does like uplift the team a little bit. And, and tonight is your night, bro. Have a good day. Um, he does actually like uplift the team a little bit. Playoff Bader was a thing. The energy he brought was a thing. And even this year. In this disaster of a regular season, and he ended up being awful, and they they gave. I think they cut him. Really, one he was terrible. I'm not saying he wasn't, but it was more about they knew they weren't going to keep him. They gave him a chance to catch on somewhere. But uh, you know, even early on in this year, when he came back from the injury the first time, he stepped right into a big series against Tampa Bay and hit a three run home run in the first game back and changed a game. And it felt like, whew, this guy is just there's something about Bader. The conversation was how important he was to the team. There was a good. It was a good two weeks. I enjoyed those two weeks. There was a good two week like talking point of Bader is an integral part of this team. I think that was the game that, for whatever reason, uh, that was the one game where uh, Cole blew a six run lead to the. It was like one of one of two bad games uh, the course of the year. He blew a six run lead to Tampa Bay in that game, but Bader came in and his first game back, he hits a three run home run against Tampa after they lost like the. The first two games of that series, they ended up getting swept or or vice versa. It was like a split, and they lost that last game. I don't remember. But Cole blew the game. But like he stepped in and immediately changed the feel of the team. So I'm not trying to say he's a stiff completely, but over the course of a season, he doesn't hit right-handed pitching. Uh, and I just think to go into the year with that outfield of Nimmo, Bader, and Marte, considering where Marte's at such a, a – a point right now where you're so concerned about his injuries, there are stories that, hey, hey, he played all nine innings in the Winter League. Like, that's a story. That's how, you know, banged up he was all of this year. It's just, it's a it's a weird way to go about it when you, when you have Steve Cohen as your owner. I get it. 
Don't trade for Soto. You're not going to trade away assets. Get it. You know, you're not in the Burns market. You're not in the Bieber market. I wouldn't even be in the Cease market. Like, I get that. You're doing what you want to do. You're building up a system. Giving this team an extra bat for a, on a one-year contract, which you probably get J.D. Martinez, especially if you gave him enough. Justin Turner, Solaire on a two-year deal. How does that hurt you building this team up? How does Montgomery stop you from doing what Stearns wants to do with this organization? How does it stop you? It doesn't. Do both. Be the Dodgers. Get the smart man and the rich man. Put them in a room and figure out how to give yourself a legitimate chance to get into the tournament this year because, again, I'll say it again, it's a crapshoot. And if you think if the Mets add a bat and a starting pitcher that that's not enough because they're in a division with the Phillies and they're in a division with the Braves, they get into the wild card and Sanga is an ace and, and pitches better than he did last year and you got Sanga and Montgomery as your top two pitchers and a hot Alonzo, a hot Lindor, and a hot J.D. Martinez, tell me you can't win. Tell me that team isn't on the same level as the Arizona Diamondbacks. Anything can happen. When I have the richest owner in baseball, I punt nothing. I give nothing away. I take every year and at least give myself a chance. All right, it's not going to be as good as every other year. You, you know, next year is supposed to be, oh, you go get soda, you go get this one, you really give yourself a chance. You're not going to be the best team in the National League. And I think every Met fan would understand that and be okay with that. But to not give yourself a chance to be one of the best teams in the National League, that doesn't make any sense to me. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 429, Nick Monaghan with you on the fan, 877-337-6666. We got the games coming up this weekend. We got the Knicks coming up tonight. I'm actually a little bummed that Luka will be ruled out. I was talking about the game earlier. I didn't see the report that he's out um, up until uh, the beginning of this hour, but I guess he's, uh, he's ruled out of the game. He's got an ankle injury. He will not be playing tonight. I was looking forward to a good test for the Knicks. Not, not, not that Denver, uh, Denver, Dallas isn't still a good test. And ultimately, I want the Knicks to win the game. So this is, I suppose this makes it more likely. But I was looking forward to this matchup. I was looking forward to see the Knicks play against a legitimately great player, a legitimately good team, and see if they can make this five-game winning streak six and see if they can continue to play the kind of basketball we've seen them play. Eventually, there's going to be a letdown. And then you want to see how they bounce back after the letdown as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie Irving does have something in store for them. But no Luka Doncic tonight in Dallas for the Knicks, although I was looking forward to it. We got the weekend coming up. Again, another big the big story is the Peacock, and I told you I'm bummed about it. If you're looking... Make sure you ask for don't if you hear me now remember Peacock is exclusively streaming the Miami Kansas City game Saturday night at eight o'clock. If you're going to an establishment, call ahead see if they have it like I did and I was told they didn't. There's this place uh, by me, and they have like this like gaming area downstairs, and for you know a, a a price, I got a golf simulator, 
I got a pool table and I got a couple of lanes of electronic darts uh, for two hours. And thankfully, I did it at four o'clock because now I might have to figure out something for the eight o'clock game because Dan, they told me there's no way for them to get Peacock downstairs. The TVs are like, I don't know, um, project projectors on a big thing. Like there's not, it's not smart TVs down there or whatever. So whatever the case may be, they told me no Peacock, no Peacock. Now I'm with you. Now I'm pissed off. Now I'm with everybody else who doesn't want to spend the five ninety nine. Because ultimately, I understand it. I mean, it's just it's part of life. Unfortunately, it's the aspect of where the everything is going. Everything is going in this direction. You're gonna have to. We've already done it. We've already kind of assimilated to it on some level. I get that the playoff game is just extra, and the NFL sure is. You know what? I almost lost it there. As sure as you know what, doesn't need an extra $110 million. But like we're at the point where now it's just it's hard to complain about until it, until it hits you, until I want to go play golf and watch football, and they don't let me do it. 877-337-6666. So we opened up with the baseball as we got tired of talking about Wink Martindale, and they've come to an agreement. Wink Martindale, if you haven't heard, Wink Martindale is away from the team. He's no longer the defensive coordinator. They came to an agreement. He's going to be able to go wherever he goes, wherever he wants. He's not going to get paid the $3 million of his contract. That's the agreement. And, uh, again, I'm completely Team Dable. 100% Team Dable. I think Wink Martindale orchestrated this whole thing. And, yeah, you know, I don't think they forced him to do everything. That's such a cliche. Oh, the... At least fire him. Don't force him to quit. Nobody forced him to do anything. Brian Dable fired a coach the offensive line that he he liked and respected and brought here. He asked he asked Wink Martindale to do the same thing. That's it. The same thing. Get rid of a couple coaches. Because you know what? One, we're not getting a pass rush. All these guys, Aziz Ojolari, uh, Thibodeau, uh, Jihad Ward, all at the bottom of the barrel of pass rush success. Their win rate is like 78. What was it? I wrote it down yesterday. Uh, yeah. Thibodeau is 71st out of 79 outside linebackers. Aziz Ojolari is 76th, and Ward is 78. Out of 79 outside linebackers, they are all three in the 70s. Now, I'm not saying that means that the the Wilkins brothers deserve to be fired necessarily because of that, because I think part of it is just Wink's overall scheme. But the guy disregarded a coach's game plan, went behind his back and leaked stuff to Glazer, refused to acknowledge the issue when, when Brian Dable came to the defense and said, hey, what's going on here? We have an issue. Let's hash it out. Had no interest in doing that. And then when asked to let go of a couple coaches, screams and curses in the, in the head coach's face and storms out. You know what? Goodbye. Honestly, goodbye. I think they're worse off, yeah. I think Wink Martindale's a damn good offensive coordinator, despite the fact he doesn't seem to ever want to get a pass rush other than blitzing because he's so smart. But I do think the Giants are, are worse off, but they'll have to go out and find another, offense, another defensive coordinator. It, you've got to fall in line. The head coach has got to be the man. And I was saying it the minute it happened. This is Brian Dable's team. And that's why I go back to the quarterback position because it's Brian Dable's team. And I want him to develop a quarterback because that's what he does best. And there was a report from Ralph Vacchiano. I saw the report. I don't see a story from Ralph Vacchiano. But I guess there was a report he said on on uh, NFL Network uh, that it's his understanding that 
we should take um, Joe Shane seriously when he talks about how much he likes uh, Daniel Jones and that the plan is for him to be the starting quarterback next year and even into the future. Now, who knows when that starts? So they've at least fully acknowledged a quarterback has to be brought in to start the year at possible because who knows when he'll return from this injury. If it's the same timeline that we've seen Murray take, he's going to miss a couple weeks, bare minimum. So, but for me, I'm drafting a quarterback. I think that's the only, only thing to do for this giant team. I think you have to, at six, figure out a way to get a quarterback. I do not trust Daniel Jones. I just don't trust him. Yeah. you're now talking about a quarterback whose legs are, are vital to him, who in in two years out of the last three has had a neck injury, so now I'm afraid of him taking hits as a running quarterback, and blew out his knee. So is he going to be the same running quarterback? Is he going to have that same skill set at the same level? I don't know. And if he does, if he gets hit, is he going to have a neck issue? I don't trust him anymore. I don't trust him anymore. And he wasn't so great that I'm willing to overlook my lack of trust and the injury issues. It's time to get a quarterback. Whether that's moving up and trading, if that becomes a possibility, or whatever they have to do. Up until the moment their name is on the clock, they say Giants are on the clock and they don't have a quarterback they love in the draft, then you do what you got to do. But up until that moment, it's figuring out a way to get one of the quarterbacks you do love. Because I want to see if he could turn Daniel Jones and scream in his face week one and turn him into a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over the way he did two years ago. Or he can take Tommy he can take uh, Tommy DeVito and turn him into a guy who can't throw and isn't allowed to pass the ball against the Jets into a, a player that beats a, uh, a playoff-bound Green Bay Packers team in a primetime game and sells, you know, tomato sauce, then I'd love to see what he could do with a young quarterback. There's my man, Eddie and Rockman. What's up, Eddie? How are you? Hey, phenomenal. What's happening, brother? What's going on, man? How are you? All right. Now, listen, before I get on the Giants thing, how do I get a pass to this little, like, uh, birthday getaway with the uh, with the fellas, man? That uh, I see what you're you, trying you to do. Yeah, you want to you come uh, hit the golf simulator and the electronic darts with me? Nah. That's what I figured. I was going to say, <laughs> if you bring Peacock with you, maybe I'd let you, but that's about it. Nah. I don't want to do that. I just don't know. Everybody's in this golf simulation place, man. My my, my yeah, godson works at one now. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it I sounds. It, I've never played on one. It sounds fun. I'm gonna see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, well, they had one at the at that mall where I where I used to uh, live, and it's uh, then they shut it down. Then they got used to, to live at where you used to live at the mall, Hot Topic. Yeah, I used to live at the mall where I used to live. That the mall they had when oh. they shut it down. Yeah, it doesn't last. I don't understand when they're not using the screens. Why can't they just put big screen TV on? That's the only thing I didn't get. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know because you walk around. But let's get on this giant thing. When did this defense start falling apart? Because all I heard was this guy was bringing the Ravens defense, and the only problem I heard was the the big pizza fight. So was he just a sacrificial lamb, or was there really big problems besides with him and Dable? I mean, running the defense. Yeah, I mean, no, this is not – I don't think this is a dismissal, if you want to call it that or whatever. They Wink Martindale is not the um, – is out as the Giants coordinator because of inefficient defense. He's out because him and the coach didn't see eye to eye, and he blatantly disregarded his wishes, went behind his about back. About what, and, though? About if you read – if you listen to the story from Paul Schwartz 
or the Post reported yesterday, they went into the Dallas game, that second Dallas game, the first start of Tommy DeVito's career, and they had a the coach wanted a a cautious game plan, a conservative game plan, both offensively, defensively, and special teams. He thought that was the only way to keep the game close. He didn't want to attempt to blitz Dallas and have them make big plays down the field with the way the defensive backs were playing, these young defensive backs against Lamb. Adoree Jackson hasn't been playing that well, so they didn't They didn't want to blitz, and Wink Martindale disregarded and put a different uh, uh, attack in place and was blitzing and got absolutely torched, and CeeDee Lamb had a day, and he disregarded what the coach wanted to do. Well, if, if he's the coach, you take it out of his hands then. What do you mean? Well, what, are you gonna, what are you going to do? I mean, what, yeah, what are you going to do? Fire him on the, the spot? Play, take over the play calling. Uh, he, he, tried to, he, tr- he tried to, and it didn't work. And ultimately, once the game got out of hand, I'm sure it didn't matter. But my point, but and then you're then not going to have a pizza fight at the, at the golf well, simulator, are you? No, and nobody had a pizza fight. Stop saying pizza fight. Who had a pizza fight? Oh, you know, they fought over the slice of pizza. It wasn't a pizza fight, though. That was a you know it was a stupid little thing, um, but yeah, no, the, it was real. That was a that was a joke to cover up a real situation. And I'm not gonna have a pizza fight. I'm not gonna eat any pizza. I'm gonna do wings. It's football. I don't I don't associate pizza and football. Some people do. Like you go to a football party and you get like I, I'm I'm much more of a wing guy than I am a uh, a pizza guy. I don't associate pizza with football. I know I've watched enough of the um, the the pizza reviews from Portnoy to know he has a thing called there's a certain kind of pizza. He opens up the box, oh, this is football pizza. I don't know what football pizza means. I don't really associate pizza with football. Wings, even heroes on, on Super Bowl Sunday, maybe a little bit. Uh, beer, for sure. <laughs> Dwight Nasbury Park, what's up, Dwight? Oh, uh, yeah, uh Hey, you said you. Um, which of the quarterbacks that you said that you that you liked in this upcoming draft? Um, I I certainly like the top two, and that's where I wanted to get. I love I love I love Williams and May. I was trying to get one of those two. After that, uh, you know, I mean, I know Daniels is probably the next guy uh, on the board. I think Penix has really taken a fall. I don't know about Bo Nix. Like it depends on uh, on what what. Dable loves and what Joe Shane loves. So if they if they love one of the top two quarterbacks, right now my goal is to figure out a way to to get one of them if I can. And if I can't, then you know, can I get the third quarterback? Or then what do I do? Look to draft a quarterback in the second round. I'm just saying right now my focus is hell bent on drafting a quarterback because I have to move on from Daniel Jones. And I do believe in the skill set of finding the quarterback from Joe Shane, and I believe in the skill set of developing the quarterback from Brian Dable, that's how they got hired. They did that in Buffalo with Josh Allen, and that's how they got hired. So it doesn't matter which quarterback I like. It's what quarterbacks do they like, and how do they get them? I would take a I was I was, in spite of the poor game they had, um, Penix, I'll still take a shot at him in, in the top ten. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would, Dwight. I, I understand uh, the season he had. I understand for the most part his accuracy, but he's 25 years old. He's had multiple knee injuries, and I'm, I just can't I can't unsee what I saw. He was awful in that game. He was terrific in the in the in the first game. He was terrific in the first playoff game against Texas. He was great. He was off all game. I know he's banged up a little bit, but he's banged up all the time. He was holding his ribs and bending over. He's got multiple injuries. He's older. Like I just I don't. 
I don't think it's a fit. Not at the top of the draft. You want to take him in the second round? Maybe. Maybe. I, I would be willing on a project to second or third round, certainly if he falls to the third round, which I don't think he will. But, I mean, if you want to tell me they could, like, if they if they feel Jaden Daniels is their guy, then figure out a way to get the, I don't know, figure out a way to get the third pick. Figure out a way to move up. Figure out a way. Again, the biggest thing is, number one, if, for me, I move heaven and earth, I'll move up to number one. I'll trade you whatever you want. I want Brian Dable and Joe Shane to have the, the their pick of the of the quarterback and then develop them. And it's a perfect situation. Daniel Jones plays for a year. You probably bring in a somewhat veteran backup. I mean, I know to have Daniel Jones' contract and the number one overall pick or a young quarterback, whether they get it at 6-1, wherever, and then to pay a, a, a legitimate backup is tough, but maybe you keep DeVito around. You keep DeVito around. DeVito plays the first two games of the year. Daniel Jones comes back. He has the rest of the year, and you follow that Kansas City model everyone likes to talk about. And you got this young, you got either Caleb Williams or Drake May or whomever holding a clipboard for a year, and then you go and attack it next year. That's what I would do if I were the Giants. I'd figure out a way right now. Now, it might be impossible, but until I know it's impossible, that's that's all I'm all I'm focused on. I'm hell-bent on it. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, 449. McMonagle here with you for the last segment as we finish up our Thursday morning. And we get you to the warm-up show at 5 o'clock, 877-337-6666. Try and get through as many calls as we can here. Chris in Bergenfield. What's up, Chris? The Big Nick. Good morning. What's going on, man? How are you? All right. Not too bad. Thanks. You? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm I'm just great. I'm great. There you go. Yeah, I'm talking about this uh, Peacock thing. I'm a long-time Kansas City Chiefs fan. Blessed to be a Chiefs fan. And uh, I heard about this over the, over the weekend. I was watching one of the playoff games, one of the, uh, I think it was the uh, Buffalo game. Anyway, I saw that it's going to be announced. It's going to be shown on Peacock. Come on, man. I mean, it's all about the money, isn't it? It's all about oh, the money. Oh, yeah, it's all about the money. Right? It's all about the Benjamins, uh, baby. So, yeah, I did subscribe. Of course <laughs> you did. Of course you did. I don't blame you. And don't feel guilty about it or bad about it. And then, you know, I don't know, check out the WWE Network. I told you there's a uh, a documentary on the Monday Night Wars. It's it's tremendous, but I'm just I'm sure you're not into that. But And then cancel it right away. I mean, $5 for the game isn't crazy. Exactly. It sucks, but it's not crazy. Exactly. You, know, you want to pull that, that crap on, on a, a regular season game, fine. Come on. Everybody I agree. Play it. I agree. Listen, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a cold game. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be great to watch, yeah. Oh, crap. No, it's, I mean, but anyway, it's, yeah, that's it's, my beef. Yeah, no, I got you. It's a great atmosphere. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, you know, Tariq Hill coming back to Kansas City. Uh, a, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the great offense, although, you know, banged up uh, the Miami Dolphins heading into a flawed, a flawed Kansas City back. team. Yeah, yeah, uh, against the flawed Kansas City team that's really struggled offensively. Yeah. In oh, that yeah. bu- in oh, that yeah. building, I mean, it's going to be it's a fun game, and it sucks, yeah. and it's not something for no, me. I'm... Go ahead, finish. Yeah, no, I I, I want to see Kansas City flip the switch already, but for crying out loud, 
Yeah, I, I, know, I, I think it's late to ask that, though, Chris. It's it's late to suddenly ask them to flip the switch. Um, I just don't know if they have it in them. I just don't know if they have it in them. Kelsey has not has not you know been the same this year. the The rest of the wide receiving core is a joke. I mean, Tony has just been. I mean, he's literally cost them two games. He he's been awful. The rest of the team's been awful. Mahomes is you know a man on an island trying to figure this thing out. You can see how frustrated he's finally getting. I just, it's tough to turn it on right now. It is tough to turn it on right now. But the thing with the Peacock thing, just for a second, I don't want to be cavalier with five. I understand six bucks is six bucks, right? I, I, You offered me six bucks right now, I would take it. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's not so much the price, though. Like, for me, it's not. It's it's that they're asking it. I mean, five ninety nine. you get a month of the product. You get to watch this game. A la carte, five ninety nine isn't great. I think that's what it is. That's what, I'm pretty sure that's what I pay for my subscription. Uh, of Peacock is five ninety nine, and I have it because the kids love wrestling, and the WWE Network is on there. So, or whatever it is, the WWE uh, channel is on Peacock. So, it's not so much the money; it's that you know they don't need it. Why impose on your fan base for a for a hundred and ten million dollars more? Like you don't need it. You don't need it. And yeah, I mean, again, it it just it, these things don't bother me. I'm I've never been the one to 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 get upset about this stuff and scream, "Oh, why is it like this? Why is why is suddenly am I watching 20 Yankee games a year on Amazon? Like why why do I have to do this on Thursday nights? Like it's just Sunday morning on Peacock Baseball. Why do I have to get all these services? Like we all know where it's going. That's like we just all know where it's going, and it sucks. Don't get me wrong; I'm not thrilled about it, but like I just uh, I can't yell at progress, Sonny. Like it, it sucks, and especially this the NFL. They are a juggernaut. They're a juggernaut, and they already you know they screwed us on Christmas, and I'm still hung up on that because I I did not need to fight with my wife the next day. So I, I, I hated the fact that I had to like take time away from the family to be and watch football on Christmas. It sucks. But every last dollar they will go get. That's what they do. That's what makes this commissioner uh, have a contract. right? It's certainly not for the good of the game. It's certainly not for all the different innovations he's brought. It's definitely not for his stewardship. It's for the amount of money he has made the owners. And how he makes the money owners is to take Peacock up on a playoff game. Now, the other thing I'm concerned about is whatever night it was, however many weeks ago, I forget which game it was that was on Peacock. It was the worst. It had by far the more, the most problems, the most uh, buffering, the most issues, the most slowing down, the most sound out of sync, like all of that. was. Uh, it better be, they better figure that stuff out. Because if I pay $5.99 for a game, and I have an issue with it, and it sucks, and I can barely watch it, which at times was the case. I think it was, wasn't it Buffalo too that night? I'm pretty sure it was the Buffalo game. I don't know, whatever it was. I was on, it was on Peacock. It was terrible. I haven't had a single problem with Amazon for a Yankee game or a football game. Peacock was awful in that football game. So they better figure that out. If they're going to ask people on a playoff game to pay $5.99 or whatever it is to sign up for the month, you better at least have the, the service down. Jose in Staten Island, he's going to bring up a point uh, with the hey, with, morning. with morning. the Chiefs. Good morning, sir. 
Um, you know, you're talking about what's going on in Kansas City. Yeah. And like I was telling the gentleman that picked up the phone that with all the firing of the coaches and everything, they could so bad boys, the enemy, because you yeah. know, he did come from Kansas City. Yeah. And now, again, he might be without a job, but maybe all this that's going on in Kansas City did do something with the offense and was making everything click over there because, look, was not even a year that he left. And look what's going on with the offense of Kansas City. And a lot of people always said it was the head coach, the head coach, the head coach. Yeah, that's why he the left. The enemy might have had his own special touch with these players. No, yeah, listen, you're right. Uh, there's definitely a, a conversation uh, and a point to be made about the enemy. Um, clearly, he left, and, and I mean, I don't know if it's a direct correlation, and you're right. He was living under the shadow of Andy Reid, and it's a big shadow. Quite, uh, literally and, and figuratively. So... He felt like he needed to go out and take the position elsewhere. Now, he joined the wrong staff <laughs> because Ron Rivera has lost. Riverboat Ron has lost it, and he got, he's, he got fired in Washington, and he's going to be out of a job. But listen, he did for a while there. He took a quarterback I don't think anybody really thought much of uh, out of you know North Carolina, and for a while he was leading the NFL in passing yards. Now, they threw the ball 50 times, 60 times a game. But, you know, he he did a decent enough job at Washington considering what they have there and how terrible the team was and how terrible the coach was. But he needed to get out of the shadow of of Kansas City and and be his own coordinator somewhere else where all the success doesn't get donned on onto Andy Reid. Now, is that clear-cut the reason? I don't know if it's clear-cut. Obviously, the wide receivers have played terribly and dropped some balls here, and I think the confidence level... Uh, that both Patrick Mahomes has with the wide receivers and the wide receivers have with themselves and the play callers have with it, have, have all impacted uh, as well. But, yeah, listen, I think you can make a good case that the enemy was was part of it. And for years, he was an afterthought. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. For years, people were baffled at the idea he couldn't get a head coaching job. He was the offensive coordinator for this great offense. And year after year after year, he was interviewing. He's at the top of the list. He's a candidate for this job, candidate for that job. I mean, I guess the rumor is, I don't know if it's a rumor or a report, he's terrible in the interview room. But So he needed to go somewhere else where the offensive success or failures would fall on his shoulders. And maybe you're seeing a little bit of both. You saw a little bit of success in Washington. I wouldn't say a lot, but again, a quarterback, I don't think anybody really had much faith in to lead the NFL in passing. And it was like week 13, week 14, week 15, he was still leading the NFL in passing. So, I mean, I think Biennemi did a decent enough job there. I, I, I don't think Washington's very good, but he did a decent enough job. And clearly just his, the most success he's had this year is the failures of Kansas City. I think people will look at that more than they'll look at what he did in Washington. They'll look at Kansas City and say, wow, look at, the, look at what happened when he left. Much like Brian Dable has gotten a little bit of extra pop for the turnovers being another going back to uh, Allen. Allen was turning the ball far less, turning the ball over far less under Dable. And since he's left, the turnovers have uh, reared their ugly head. And Dable gets a little shine for that. That's it for me. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for listening. Fleegleman, I appreciate it. Another five-hour ride coming your way at midnight for a football Fridays. We'll get you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm sure we'll have other things to discuss as well. And we'll have some fun and we'll talk some football. But until then, enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out of here. Be well. I'll see you tomorrow at midnight.
Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN.